When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom, blow my mic's not wait a minute. It's fine. Um, it sounds terrible in my headphones. Somebody's been adding a lot of bass to their voice on my microphone. There we go. Somebody wanted to have a deep voice on Tom Bernard show with Mike Molina. Andy Brad Bernard. Tevin Pittman. And we'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Kick off the news next, Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That well, works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. There we go. Now we're talking. Settling back into the studios. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tevin, you know of a moving company? Do you have a friend that has a moving company? Uh, no, but I got a bunch of friends that work for pizza and beer that, <laughs> that can move stuff. <laughs> we have to move all this stuff in two weeks. Uh, just uh. the chairs and all the equipment. Not, not but the definitely table. not this table. This table will have to stay with the building. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this thing is That a will stay with the building. Oh, wait. That would make uh, plenty of sense. So you you have friends that can do that kind of stuff? Yeah, and I mean, I can help you guys move. Will they do it? Yeah, I would (laughs) think so. Yeah. Because i got to believe we get, like, the four four of us. Wait wait a minute, you're going to be gone. No, I'll be be back. I'll be. be, You'll be back? Oh, yeah. The four of us, and if you got, like, 
four other people. We could just each carry one mic stand, and it'd be done with the whole thing. <laughs> Which is my 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 preference to move stuff. <clears throat> well, that's too bad, Barbara Bush. Uh, Barbara Bush is a fighter. She's 92.5 years old, and she's in ill health. It doesn't sound too good for Barbara Bush, which is unfortunate. Barbara Bush is in great spirits following reports that the 92-year-old is no longer receiving medical treatment amid failing health, says granddaughter Jenna Bush, Hager. She's a fighter. She's an enforcer and emotional, Hager told NBC's Today Show on Monday per People. We're grateful for her, for everybody's prayers and thoughts, and just know the world is better because of it because she's in it. The exact details of the elder Bush's health problems weren't specified, but family uh, spokesman Jim McGraw said Monday that she has suffered from congestive heart failure and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, in recent years. What causes that, Andy? Uh, pretty much just smoking, I think. There's really no other uh, warning sign or whatever. Well, that's what I thought. Of just So COPD is a smoking thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's other things like, you know, working in a mine, but I doubt she did a whole lot of that. You don't think she was a miner? I don't. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. That family lives a long time, though. I mean, seriously, people it's in that true. family live a long time, so. Uh, she's the best grandma anybody could have ever had or have. Hmm. Okay, well, it's a, she didn't want to end with had because that means she's already dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why they that's went, true. I mean have. I meant to say have. Uh, yes, that's what I meant to say. There's nothing really going on in the news. Basically, a lot of bitching about Donald Trump. Yeah, no surprise there. No, no surprise I, there. My uh, new phone, the alarm automatically has a Siri or, you know, whatever the Android equivalent of Siri is. Yes. Uh, when the alarm goes off, it reads off some news headlines from I don't even know what site. And mm -hmm. it's always, at least half of them have the word Trump in them. I don't know. What is it's that obnoxious. all about? It's like I could not care less. I love the fact they're trying to make a big deal out of the fact that he was banging some woman. Stormy Daniels? <laughs> yeah. Is there any president of the United States you know that wasn't banging women when he was in the White House? <laughs> I mean, they even said that Nancy Reagan was banging Frank Sinatra in the White House. <laughs> That's so, true. I mean, it's kind of par for the course, isn't it? Uh, At least last I checked it was, but what the hell do I know? What do I know? That's all I have to say. Yeah, literally, there's, there's not a whole lot. You know, one thing I did notice, though, we got back on Friday. I watched the news, and the first three stories on the news, the local news, were protesting... Second story was activism, and the third story was uh, guardian ad litem, which is basically taking care of people who can't take care of themselves. So every story was about how everything is wrong with everyone, and you need to straighten your life up because you're wrong and you're, you've always been wrong. What is that all about? Why do Minnesotans have such a guilt complex, do you know? Scandinavian thing. Yeah, yeah it's a awesome. genetic defect. Falls into the passive aggressive, I think, mindset. Yeah, Tevin, you're Scandinavian, so you should know. <laughs> None of us have really any. I mean, I have a tiny bit, but not enough to really talk about. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. So, yeah, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of Scandinavian blood in the family, but German and German is another one that's uh, you know. And Germany's not doing too great. We, you need to sit down, and we need to tell you what to do. That's that's the big German thing right there. Here's what you should do. Yeah, okay, thanks. Whatever. Whatever you say. Uh, yeah, you know what? We're going to have to get a new system because i got to see news stories all the time. These are news stories. Well, I know, but they, there's nothing on Is there anything on there excite you and you want to talk about any of this stuff? Did you hear the, the lawyer that set himself on fire uh -huh. in a suicide to protest uh, what was it, a gay marriage or something like that? What? He was a gay marriage lawyer, and he was protesting global warming. Oh, that's somehow. what it was? What? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't think global warming is going to stop just because you, you know. Why did he set himself on fire? Uh, because he doesn't like global warming. I think he might have been crazy. Uh, he <laughs> should have been here over the weekend because there's not a lot of global warming going on around here. I can guarantee uh, you that. As I said, when I was uh, in my 20s, there was a deep fear 
that there was going to be a huge freeze around the earth and everybody was going to die because they're going to freeze to death. Yeah, they've been saying that for a while. And then when I was in my 40s, they said, oh, no, no, that's not it. Uh, Al Gore saw fish walking down the street in Miami, so it's, it's actually uh, global warming. It's not going to be global cooling. It's going to be global warming. And then when they realized if they use the title climate change, they could make a lot of money just saying the words climate change. Right. And that's the problem I have. Yes, I, I would like it if everybody lived cleaner lives and didn't throw their garbage in the street and didn't throw plastic everywhere so ocean-dwelling animals and fish and all the rest of it choke to death on the stuff. Yeah, I agree. We need to leave, live much cleaner lives. But I just wish you wouldn't make, be making hundreds of millions of dollars off schmoozing about it. That's or the problem. like acting like everything on Earth is going to be dead within 10 years. It's just Which not necessary. Not. It's not necessary, and it's not true. But it, it gets people freaking out. And, you I know. know. Well, it gets people those to set themselves in. on fire, apparently. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> a green activist who was a pioneering lawyer for gay and transgender rights, including the notorious Boys Don't Cry rape murder case, committed suicide by setting himself on fire Saturday morning in Brooklyn's Pro- Prospect Park. You know, I, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, your body being on fire pollutes the atmosphere. <laughs> what are you doing? You're polluting the atmosphere by setting yourself on fire, you pig. Selfish. His name is Davy Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Davy Buckle. Uh, I would say, to tell you the truth, that if you were going to protest uh, climate change, I probably wouldn't die by setting myself on fire because that definitely pollutes the atmosphere. Right, that, that's a terrible way to go, burning alive. i got to believe it's probably not that comfortable. I once uh, lit a match too close to my finger. That hurt. <laughs> same, same concept, I think. Same concept. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, he committed suicide by setting himself on fire Saturday morning in Brooklyn's Prospect Park at a grisly act of protest against the ecological destruction of the earth. Uh, Davy Buckle, 60, left behind a charred corpse and a typed suicide note that said he was burning himself to death using fossil fuel to reflect how mankind was likewise killing itself, police sources said. He left the note in a manila envelope marked to the police, recovered from inside a black metal push cart he discarded at the scene. Most humans on the planet now breathe air made unhealthy by fossil fuels. Do do people really think that fossil fuels are the only thing that pollutes the atmosphere? Well, that's the uh, most convenient thing for them to believe. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I understand. We need to, again, as clean as we can live, I agree with that. I was the first person in Minnesota to buy a Tesla, so, you know, i doing my part. And then, uh, you know, I, don't, I use paper straws now. Paper you know. straws? Yeah, they're good, actually. They, they make straws. Well, that's what straws were made of when I was a kid. They were made of paper. Okay. And then they started making them out of plastic, and then, like, walruses choked to death on them or something. I don't know what the deal is, but... Is it? Do you think that's true? All that plastic they say that's floating in the in the ocean, yeah, oh, the so. garbage island or whatever. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true. No, it's nothing like an island. It's uh, just more like, you know. Well, I can bring up a picture. They of said it. it was six miles across. Is that true? Yeah. It's not an island at all. Oh, it's not. It's not that big. Yeah, I do want to see a picture. Oh, should I finish reading about Davy Boy? Sure. Okay, we'll finish reading Dave Buckle. <laughs> Uh, most humans on the planet now breathe air made unhealthy by fossil fuels, and many die early deaths as a result, Buckle wrote to his, uh, in his note, which he also sent to the New York Times. My early death by fossil fuel reflects what we are doing to ourselves. He added, honorable purpose in life invites honorable purpose in death. Passersby were horrified to see Buckle's burned remains. It was just lying there on its back, knees slightly bent like someone would lie on the sand at the beach said Irene Rayova, 44, a rollerblade uh, enthusiast. See, she wasn't burning any fossil fuel. (laughs) Um, A rollerblader who passed by at about 7 o'clock in the morning, less than an hour after the immolation. It's a shock, it's a shame, said Mom Dana Lal, as she shepherded a crowd of Catholic school kids past the horrific. So they took this (laughs) Catholic school kids. Hey, look at that, a charred corpse, kids. (laughs) That's nice. Uh, That's really good. 
Uh, as an attorney, a senior attorney with Lambda Legal Defense, Buckle was a lead lawyer in a 2000 lawsuit on behalf of transgender Boys Don't Cry rape murder victim Brandon Tina. I don't remember Boys Don't Cry. What what is what, what is that? You guys uh, know some that? movie. From 1990. Oh, Hillary Swank played the guy. Uh, she played a guy in that movie, right? Uh, yes. I think. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, helping the family recover additional damages from neg- neglectful Nebraska law enforcement. The 1999 movie earned Hillary Swank an Oscar for her portrayal of Tina. It's a very important case, not only with Nebraska, but nationally, Buckle had told the Daily Naz- Nebraskan newspaper in 2001. After helping win an $80,000 judgment, he also fought for the right of gay high school students in Salt Lake City to organize a club and argued against discrimination in the Boy Scouts of America and the military. The thoroughness, the detail, and the careful reasoning, in the opinion, means that other courts around the nation will be paying attention. The news of Davy Buckle's death is heartbreaking, the group tweeted Saturday night. This is a tremendous uh, loss for our Lambda legal family, but also for the entire movement for social justice. I don't see how setting yourself on fire is the route to take uh, achieving social justice. That's the thing about social justice is uh, a lot of it is just they feel really strongly about something and they take weird actions because their feelings are so strong. But you're dead now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if the protest doesn't work, then now you're dead, and people talk about it for a couple of minutes and move on. I mean, yeah. I mean, we I'll probably never read about Davy Buckle again. Uh, it's unfortunate the guy. See what? Here's what I would have said, Mr. Buckle, if you're out helping all these people, gay, transgender people of uh, of all orientations, aren't you doing a great disservice to them by killing yourself? I mean, who's going to help them if you're not, right? Right. They're going to have to look harder to find somebody to help them because you're no longer around because you polluted the atmosphere by burning your body. I think he might have had a few mental problems. It's just a thought. (laughs) Sounds like there might be a screw loose. I don't think he was thinking clearly at all. How about you? Say probably not. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the whole thing's sad. It just why would you set yourself on fire? Oh God, he's got a daughter too. There's no denying that sticking with renewable resources means a lot of elbow grease with pitchforks and shovels, he wrote in a 2016 article on the Botanic Garden website, but it is incredibly satisfying work. Uh, 2014 U.S. Department of Agriculture update on efforts by Buckle and others to establish a composting operation at the Brooklyn Navy Yard referred to Buckle as one of the most experienced community composting experts in New York City. Uh, According to the news stories, Buckle was the dad of a daughter, David Buckle, Terry Kalber, I think is how you say that, Cindy Vale, Rona Brauholm, and the daughter, they all co-parent Hannah. Oh, my God. So of they got, they got 15 co-parents. Does <laughs> Seriously. Why don't you people butt out and leave me alone? Yeah, this How about guy's that been act? crazy for a while. Yeah, he's nuts. Uh, it says here, oh, David Buckle, Terry Calber, Cindy Vale, Rona Broholm, and the daughter, they all co-parent Hannah, read a 2006 photo caption in the Gay City News above a snapshot of the five attending an event honoring Calber for his nine years at an organization named SAGE. Uh, The group advocates for and provides services to older members of the LGBT community. Why would you kill yourself? Who's going to help these people now? I think he might have been crazy. Yeah, just maybe. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. 
Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so... I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Tim Lammers now joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Tommy. We also know Tim Lammers as Davy Buckle. That's his nickname. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. I've been called uh, many different things, and that's one of them. And Davy Buckle just is one of them, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Davy Buckle of them all. (laughs) So what's happening, man? Well, I understand that you weren't that big of a fan of a quiet place. I hated it actually. It was not really. It was not about being a f- big fan. It was about hating it. No. Oh. It just didn't make any sense to me. Why don't you do this? Why don't you get a machine that makes a noise, probably a low tone noise, uh, that would block out all human voice? You know, a you- machine like a generator, maybe. Yeah, like a generator. Uh, and therefore, the uh, look, if you can stand by a waterfall and talk at full voice. Yeah, or just live by the waterfall. Or just build a house next to the waterfall. <laughs> well, you know, Sansevier actually posed that same question. And oh, yes, then that never mind, sense, get off but... my side. <laughs> <laughs> if Sansevier said it, then I'm going to change my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but seriously, I mean, okay, so then you, you build a house. Uh, instead of having that stream of sound, you have the hammering. You have, you know, all those noises that go into building a house. So, yeah, I mean, in theory it makes sense, but you still got to build the house. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect movie. There's, yeah. there's no question about that. I, I still gave it a 9 out of 10 on the Lamometer. I stick by that rating. No, you I liked found it, it to be refreshing. Um, I found it to be original. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe just because... Horror films are just so limited in what they can do. I mean, yeah. this just seem, you know, really refreshing to me. Very true. I understand. I understand what you're saying. No, I, I, I think it was weird because we were leaving. And I said, you know, I, it's not that I dislike the guy, but just, I've never been a big fan of uh, Krasinski. Of Krasinski. And, yeah. said, and Alice goes, what's the, what's the matter? Are you jealous because he's married to Emily Blunt? And I thought to myself, yeah, I'd rather be married to Emily Blunt than Catherine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a it's a huge drop-off. Like, what are you, you kidding know, me? He's the sort of guy that I, I think he's a really good filmmaker. Seems uh, to be, yeah. He has and, hits. And, you know, I guess he's in the position now where, you know, he made his name by playing the cutesy guy on The Office. Right. And that's a hard mold to break. And I'm sure other people still saw him in that that uh, frame, yeah. you know, in, in this film. I, I, I like him a lot. I, I don't know. I mean, he's going to, he, he, at least he's taking the chance of, of doing something different. He's next going to play, believe it or not, Jack Ryan, as in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Really? On an Amazon series. Yes. So wait a minute. Isn't that, who played him last time? Oh, Chris Pine. I mean, it's oh, like, that's right. this, that character has been through, run through the mill. I mean, you first had Alec Baldwin. Then you had Harrison Ford. Then you had Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you had Chris Pine. So this will be the fifth guy now to play Jack Ryan. Um, and, and, and more in um, an early days sort of way. Much in the same way Chris Pine played him in Kenneth Branagh's film. And I thought it, I really liked that film. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, it never took off. And maybe because people were seeing Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that's a big challenge um, when you have 
an image burned in people's minds of, of yeah. you know playing a specific sort of character. Right. Again, I, I think audiences have responded fairly well to to Krasinski doing this, but honestly, if he 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 could have taken that off and stuck another actor in there and just stuck to directing, and um, I I think it'd be just as good a film, if not better. I mean, you know. I think it's a great film, but I'm just saying he—he's the sort of guy that didn't necessarily need to star in that film. Right, I understand that. I, I see what you're saying. So I don't know. It, it's uh, like, yeah, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It just there were so many holes. First of all, uh, we can't utter a sound. So why don't we get the woman pregnant so she has the most <laughs> noisy creature on earth—a baby. Yeah, yeah, that did seem like um, uh, 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 an exercise in bad decision making. I mean, you you yeah. understand, you know, the human nature aspect as to why she did. I mean, they were filling a void in their life without giving too much away. Right, right. But again, I mean, you're out in a situation where yes, you're you're going to have two big things coming up: a uh, the pain of childbirth; b an infant making noises constantly so yeah yeah you know i mean that's that's one of those things that, again it, it seems to lack logic but again from a human nature standpoint i guess i could understand what they were trying to do and what they were trying to say with that but, okay one other problem i had yeah you take the space shuttle toy away from the little five-year-old <laughs> well they, they tried they and you tried. take the batteries out of it and you set the space shuttle down and you put the batteries right next to it so they put the batteries back in it and start making noise with the space shuttle. But what? you have to also remember, too, and I honestly didn't find this out till afterwards, which makes the, the film that much more interesting, but the girl, as we've come, the, the, the girl, that, the, the sister that gives the little boy the toy back mm -hmm. also is deaf. And she's deaf, right? That's why you know, yeah, well, right. she wears so a she hearing. She really doesn't have any concept of, of, you know, what the potential disaster could be. For all she knew, the thing was just going to light up. She didn't realize it was going to make noise. But the other thing is that that's really interesting. The, the the actress, the girl, is deaf in real life, and John Krasinski fought for her to be cast in the film. And I thought, well, you know, that's terrific. Uh, she's a heck of an actress. Um, so yeah, I, you know, that's, how could you tell again, she's you a know, heck of an actress? You kind of got to look at those moments of you know, from a no-brainer, from the way you and I look at it. It's like, why did she do that? But then again, if you understand who the character is, then then it seems to make a lot more sense. Also, I want to know why it is when the creature jumped into the corn bin, why didn't it sink to the bottom? Yeah, that's a good question. But uh, it shows you, goes to show you how dangerous those corn bins are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy smokes. I mean, farmers have lost their lives. Oh, in those yeah. Things. Oh, that's definitely true. Oh, that was, yeah, that, that was uh, not necessarily relatable to me, although growing up on a farm, I mean, we did have those silos. Um, oh, and yeah. I never got inside of one with corn in it certainly but oh, you know, God, i've no. heard stories of, of people uh, you know that we've known uh getting into precarious situations in those things or oh, you've known people that have been been hurt by them i'm sorry what was that you've known people that have gotten hurt or killed in uh, I, you, you know in similar situations yeah i mean not you know you, you heard of well so and so you, you know people i didn't necessarily know but people like maybe my dad knew or somebody yeah Really? Yeah, yeah that's got to be a tough. I, I, I don't, I'm not aware of anybody that died, but you know, certainly we were warned to never do that for a reason. It's got to be a tough road to hold a smother to death in a corn bin. That'd oh, be a thrill. God. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, it just it just took advantage of um, seemingly simple ideas for a film that nobody else used. Right. And and again, uh, this whole idea of doing this thing, you know, from a, a silent movie standpoint, the guys that actually wrote the thing initially, because there were two co-writers, um, and then uh, Krasinski got a screenwriting credit, probably because he did some rewrites. Right. Um, but they're from Iowa, and obviously they didn't identify the environment or the state where they were at, but clearly it was Iowa from you know the cornfields and obviously the corn bin and all that sort of stuff. Again, just they're taking simple ideas, and, and I'm not saying they're regurgitating them, but they're taking this whole idea of a, a concept of a silent movie and how those can still very much be effective, especially when you see a film like Rampage where it's nothing but crash, boom, bang. Yeah, well, that's true. It was it really interesting because you had to wait till the music played to eat your popcorn. <laughs> well, you know, I understand you saw it A Quiet Place in a very quiet theater. Oh, they were wonderful. Everybody in the theater was great. It was at the West End. 
Sure. I mean, well, it goes to show you that it had that. That's a great. Now, that's the sign of a great movie to me when you can keep an audience that quiet for an hour and a half. And I know you were mentioning about how it could be a possible Twilight Zone or an Outer Limits. I agree with you. Right. And I'm certainly glad that they only made this picture an hour and a half rather than uh, longer. Right. Than, it didn't need to be any longer than that. No, you're absolutely. An hour and a half was was fine. Right. But I know that uh, Brittany liked it and Alex liked it and Catherine liked it. Lastman loved it, but we know Lastman loves everything. He loves every movie ever made. <laughs> he has no credibility whatsoever as a human being or a movie critic. What, what, what was that Beatty and Hoffman picture? that? Uh, oh, Ishtar. Ishtar. I'm sure Lastman loved Ishtar, oh, too. Oh, <laughs> Ishtar, the greatest ever. <laughs> yeah, honest to God. It's like Lastman, for, get out of the house once in a while, will you? Yeah. Come on, man. Well, he is getting out of the house to the theater. But yeah, maybe that's no true. further than that. I still haven't seen Chappaquiddick, but it's not it's it's a stiff, too bad. Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, first of all, the the film isn't playing in that many theaters. Right. And um, nor was it a film destined for many theaters. I mean, let's be honest, any film, even if it's fact based like this, is not it's it's pol- politics, you know. I mean, you could put George Clooney in a movie uh, like Ides of March, or you know, which I saw and I thought this is a great film. Right. Um, yet, it, 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 people don't want to go to a movie and experience something political, even historically political, when all they see on the TV every day, 24 hours a day, depending on what they watch, is politics. Right. So I just think inherently political movies aren't that big of box office draws. I also have to believe there wasn't that big of a budget for this film. Yeah, so, probably you know, true. In terms of financial success, yeah, it, you know, it'll probably be a more of a break-even proposition. But I honestly think that it will find a home on um, cable somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe even on the History Channel. Uh, whether it will be brought up again at the end of award season uh, or the end of year with award season, probably not, just because I know. There was a concerted effort uh, by some people to quash this film coming out altogether. So I don't Why? think it's, it doesn't, it's not the sort of environment. It, it, it's coming out, I won't say a hostile environment, because it still did come out. Somebody managed to get it out. Right. And they didn't try to make it political as in, in terms of leaning heavy on the left or making it look like the right is leaning, you know, it's a right-wing right, movie. It's, right. it's supposedly neither. It's just the facts according to whatever record they have and sort of leaves it up for you to decide. The line of the Senate, Senate murdered a woman. That's, that's all <laughs> well, there is to Well, you know, it. I mean, look, it, there's no denying that it's awfully suspicious when something like that happens and the guy doesn't report it for, what, eight, nine hours? Yeah, it took her at least four hours to drown, by the way. It said. Oh, dear God, yeah. They said yeah. She, she was trapped for at least four hours before she died. And I guess that's what the film highlighted in terms of um, presenting those facts in a better sort of way, where, yeah, Jerry, Mary Jo Kopechny is the name? Is yes, her name? that was her name. Yeah, yes. so apparently, uh, yeah, it, it, didn't, it wasn't immediate. Nope. Um, but again, uh, this whole life, and again, I have to see the film yet. It didn't screen for critics. Um, I think it's probably nearby enough. I do want to get to see it. Um, but, um, you know, from what I understand, again, this is going on whatever record they had of, you know, whatever was said during sure. this time. Sure. And, again, uh, I don't care if you're a Kennedy or if you're a Smith, if you're a nobody out in the middle of nowhere. Right. The whole idea of, of being in an accident, as, as tragic as that, and leaving the scene and not reporting it for nine hours is suspect. It just is. So people are going to raise questions. It How is. Not raise questions? So basically, if you look back, you had, uh, you had you got Trump banging uh, strippers uh, while his wife is having a baby or something. I don't, I don't know the whole story. Wasn't she having a baby or she was pregnant or something? I think she was pregnant. She was pregnant. So he's banging some hideous stripper. Uh, and then uh, before him, you had uh, Barack Obama. I don't think he, he probably didn't mess around. Well, first of all, his wife could probably kick his ass. Yeah, one hundred percent. So Good don't you her. think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle, yeah, Michelle, Michelle would smack down. Kick his ass. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Then you had uh, before him, you had uh, George W. Bush. I don't think he probably messed around in his wife much either. I don't think not he the, did anything. Not the smartest guy in the world. 
But then before him, you had uh, Bill Clinton, who raped a couple of women in college and uh, was all over all the rest of them. There was George H.W. Bush, who used to play grab ass with any woman who came anywhere near him. <laughs> still does. And still does, as a matter of fact. You had the Kennedys. I you think had... that was a senility thing. H.W., he's not like, you know, the he's only most he's not the healthiest only man in the world. Come oh, on. That, that reminds me. I wonder Barbara's not seeking further medical treatment. <laughs> the I sweet saw, release of death. I saw a video yesterday of a 92-year-old woman on the parallel bars. Oh, God. And, no, she, like, actually, she, like, did the thing where you go from a sitting uh, position to a handstand on the parallel bars. She did? Yeah, she was 92. Wow. So 92 years old. Being 94 is not an excuse. She probably doesn't have COPD, though, that well, woman on the parallel bars. I wouldn't imagine, no. We shall be right back. More with Tim Lammers and the Tom Bernard Show right after this. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I just listened to that song over the weekend. You were listening to that song over the weekend? Yes, I did. Whatever it is. Unbelievable. It's It's a ride, Boston. Yeah, by Boston. Happy Patriots Day. Is it Patriots Day today? Yep. When's St. Airhose Day? Oh, wait a minute. That's in March. It's Patriots Day. I don't even know what it is. It's New England Pay your taxes. Yeah. Pay your taxes, then next day be a Patriot. The Battles of Lexington and Concord. Oh, the first battles of the Revolutionary War. Uh, yeah. Oh, they really? They happened on the 16th of April? Uh, yeah, I guess. The battles were on the 19th, so I don't know why not the 19th. It's the third Monday in April. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is, just the third Monday in yeah, April. Why not just the 19th of April? That makes sense, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. Or maybe the 19th of April in 1775 was a Monday. That's possible. Perfect. Um, Regardless, Facebook's that's... CEO may have earned a paltry $1 salary last year, but he still doesn't come cheap. The world's biggest social media network increased spending on Mark Zuckerberg's security by 50% in 2017, paying over $7.3 million to keep him safe, The Guardian reports. What's that, 1% of their revenue? That's about it. Facebook, are, are, is Facebook public? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. The money was needed to due to specific threats to his safety arising directly as a result of his position as our founder, chairman, and CEO, and, of course, stealer from his uh, roommates. The company also dished out more than $1.5 million on his private jets last year, bringing Zuckerberg's overall plane and security price to $20 million since 2015. The real reason for all that cost is likely the CEO's traveling to every U.S. state he hadn't seen before, 
30 in all, has a personal challenge last year. Here's a guy that should be on the show, <laughs> Silicon Valley. $9.3 billion, by the way, so no, not even 1% of their uh, revenue. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't uh, sound that like much that big of a deal. Have you guys watched Silicon Valley yet? No, I've not. Oh, my God, is that show funny? It is tech nerd heaven, and the things they say are all tech nerd crap. And it's stuff they, I mean, stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to take a jet, and I'm going to fly to every state in the union because I own a billion-dollar company. <clears throat> but you know what? That season two, they go after, without naming them, they go after Mark Cuban like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, they, they, he has a different name, and it doesn't look anything. But who else would this be? You know how that beat-off made a billion dollars? He put radio on digital. He put radio on the Internet. That's how he made a billion. Who did that? That was Mark Cuban. Broadcast.com was the name of his website, as a matter of fact. So it was a good idea at the time, but it was so simple. How he ever made a billion? Was it like four or five billion that he made from that? Well, the thing about the dot-com boom is a lot of those ideas were just incredibly simple but it didn't matter it just it, all no. it took was being willing to buy the right url and start the thing and right because the internet became so ubiquitous so quickly i mean you know it's like it well did, it's, yeah. it's it's like uh amazon it's it's a very simple idea it just yeah. it didn't exist before well sears had it first but they just didn't put it on yeah, digital they were dumb that was really stupid of sears not to put that on digital well it's like there were some uh websites most valuable website oh my god oh you ran out of memory andy yep, it just kept on loading ads until the <laughs> ran out of memory there you go god that's oh, while you're looking for it i gotta tell you this obnoxious. so they go over to this mark cuban character's house all the guys that invented Pied Piper, which is this company that's trying to gain funding. And they, he says, this is my favorite painting. And you look up at and the guy goes, one of the guys go, what is that, sperm? He goes, no, it's not sperm. They're commas. I'm a member of the three comma club. I'm a billionaire. They're commas. They're not sperm. Just three sperm painted on his wall. Yeah, just got three sperm painted on his wall. And it's the three comma club because I'm a billionaire. Oh, for example, if you had bought carinsurance.com when the internet was new, you could have sold it in 2010 for $50 million. Oh, Just God, by I'm buying so that URL. You don't even have to do anything with it. I'm so depressed. Insurance.com, $35 million. VacationRentals.com, $35 million. Internet.com, $18 million. How about so, Tom Bernard Podcast? I was just going to say, I should have bought Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> so, yeah, really all you had to do to make a whole lot of money on the dot-com boom was own the correct URL. Well, which, Tom, well, you better watch out for TomBernard.com from that film producer. No, that's right. Well, let's not forget, too. I mean, Trump went out and bought JebBush.com. He did. He bought JebBush.com. <laughs> how funny is that? Well, how did he ever let him get away with that? What, what yeah, the you hell's have wrong to, with you? You have to get on top of that. <laughs> he buys George Bush. Jeb Bush. Or JebBush.com. It is possible. Uh, what a lot of unscrupulous people do, called domain squatters, is they'll buy a domain and then basically ransom it out. Yeah. So they'll say you have to pay us, you know, however many thousands of dollars. And he probably he might have just not been willing to do that. Well, who's like the next? Because I got to believe if you bought TaylorSwift.com, you could sell that to her for a good chunk of dough. Yeah. Pretty much any yeah major celebrity so website who, is going to be worth a lot of money. So who's the next one? Who's the next big superstar we can go out and buy the website? I'm sure there are many many companies Damn who it. are already just all. Uh, Buying every you know new singer's URL right, in hopes that they're worth true. money because URLs aren't very expensive. No, no, I, no. I think no they're not. It's like fifteen dollars a month or something. Yeah. Oh god! Well, it's like our lo local baseball team. You, it's not Twins.com. It's TwinsBaseball.com because right. somebody out there owns Twins. Yeah, really? Yep. Like, TwinsBaseball.com. Why, why, why wouldn't you sell that URL to the Twins for millions of dollars? Because they won't pay it. I say they don't pay their uh, own players yeah. enough to stick around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. URL. Yeah, the, the poll ads. The poll ads are not uh, known for coming off the money. So that's why. <laughs> Although they do have paint, paint, uh, paintings of sperm on their walls because they are billionaires. <laughs> it's a very narcissistic painting. Narcissistic painting. That's exactly uh, what it is. There's no doubt about it. I. Uh, what else is coming? So now, 
what what do we got opening this weekend? I know we got Super Troopers two opening. Right, right. What, uh, what else? Well, is the that? big Amy Schumer picture. I feel pretty. Yeah, let me run right out and see that. <laughs> <Same pass. laughs> you know, it's just going to be interesting to see, and I haven't screened it yet. But is she going to get outside of that comfort zone? Because no. clearly, her pictures to this point have been very singular. You know, they yes, get that that simple. Have. Over-the-top, R-rated, disgusting sort of humor. Although, um, I will give her a chance because she did go the drama route for Thank You for Your Service. And she was a supporting role. I mean, it wasn't her picture. But at least she showed some willingness to step outside of what she's known for and do something different. So I I applaud her for that. I do. And, you know, so hopefully it's going to be something different this time. I don't know. I'll find out. We shall see. That's the way I'd put it anyway. It sounds mm-hmm. like reverse shallow hell. Uh, a woman starts off insecure, gets a head injury, and starts thinking she's the most beautiful woman in the world, so she's not insecure anymore. Same. So it's it's rever- it's shallow hell, but in reverse. The picture looks like legally blonde. Oh, it looks a lot yeah, like legally yeah. blonde. Well, she's a um, she works for a cosmetics company, which I'm sure is supposed to be a subtle jab at, you know, Whatever. Uh, I totally forgot she made Snatched. Wow. She made, she made Snatched. No one watched. Right. <laughs> she is horrendous. I mean, seriously. Uh, I don't know why pe- people ever thought she was funny. Uh, what, have you guys ever seen her in anything funny? Maybe she was. I think yeah. it's just because she was really one of the first women willing to go that low. She was one of the first women that was willing to be uh, related to Chuck Schumer. <laughs> well, that does, doesn't hurt. But yeah, it doesn't, no, it doesn't hurt when, you're, when like, your cousin is a U.S. senator. How many female actors do you could you think of that would be willing to star in movies that are basically just like, you know, the absolute lowest form of comedy, but for women? Well, so you got Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Helen Mirren. She's Helen, as good Helen as Mirren is the greatest, isn't she? She I is indeed. There's no getting around it. She is indeed, but uh, I don't know. So okay, so we got we got Super Troopers coming out, part two. What else is happening? Well, I feel pretty again, and I then next pretty. week we have um, Avengers: Infinity War. You know, and I know Tom is such of a big superhero fan that you're probably going to pitch your tent tonight. I, I just can't. I the first in line. I have no interest at all in super hero movies. None. Well, the, the thing that I'm worrying about, and I and I often bring it up, apart from these one-offs that they do, um, like with Thor or whatever, where they can manage to focus on six characters or five characters or whatever, is that now we're talking about 20-odd, 30 characters, and then a bunch of other ancillary characters it's like the that ex- might play bit parts. The Expendables so, I mean, or whatever. How... how thin can you spread a story? Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it's they did it fairly well in uh, Captain America Civil War, which had, I believe, 20 Avengers. Well, but they also didn't have any real story. It was like, you know, here's our reason for going to war, and then the rest right. of the movie was just fighting. So they didn't have to really, yeah, deal yeah, with that. Yeah, and, and you're right, Andy. And the thing is, you know, there, there isn't a story, and that's kind of what you go for. <laughs> you it's, know, for yeah. once in a while, there's, it's like, okay, what more can you make of this rather than just the basic good versus evil? Mm-hmm. And that's what kids want to see anyway, so, you know, whatever. Kids don't really care about the politics of the Avengers. They just want to see, you know, good CGI. What are the politics of the Avengers? Uh, you know, I think they've stirred pretty clear of it as far as I'm concerned, which is good. I mean, obviously, oh, you start going down that route. And there is a divide, or at least there was, between the two. There are two camps within the Avengers that were going head to head in the last picture. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it examines both sides of whether there should be government oversight on what we do, or whether we should remain independent. Which I thought was pretty good. I mean, and, and again, I enjoyed Captain America: Civil War, but again, now you're you're doubling the size of the number of folks that we saw in that picture for this picture. Yeah. So how how again how far can you take it without things just losing you know, without losing interest in it altogether yeah I don't know because I lost interest right after Superman with George Reeve <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a long time ago too George Reeve 
you know, he was a, because Christopher Reeve played him later, but George right, Reeves was the yep. guy who played him on television. Oh, uh, different. It was Reeves and Reeve. That's weird. It's like, uh, what was it? The two uh, husbands on Bewitched. What were their names? Darren Stevens and Darren York. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Kind of. I don't know if it's a coincidence or what. Or no, it's wait a minute. It was, it was Dick, Dick York. Dick, Dick Stevens York. and Dick, Dick York. Yeah. Or Dick. Yeah, that always confused me. It's like, so wait, are they the same guy and they got married or what happened? No, the one guy, I don't know, I think he got sick of Elizabeth Montgomery or something. <laughs> Why did they get the guy with the same name? I don't know. Weird. It's not like that was his character's name. No, Darren Stevens was the character, right? Darren, So it right. wasn't Dick yeah. Stevens either. It was Dick something. Dick York. Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent. There yes, you go. that's it. Dick so it was And then Dick there's York. Sergeant York, of course. There was a movie about him. So. There was Dick York for the first five seasons. Right. So let's see what happened to that. I guess that uh, Elizabeth Montgomery was a little uh, nuts. Apparently he was very ill. Stunning. Oh, stunningly God, yeah. beautiful woman. There's no doubt about it. Oh, Tevin, she liked the brothers, by the way. Did you know that? I did not. The woman on Bewitched? I haven't seen Bewitched either. You've never seen never Bewitched. Seen Bewitched. You've never seen Elizabeth Montgomery. No. Andy, would you bring up a picture of Elizabeth Montgomery? She never married any black guys. Well, she didn't marry a black guy. She lived with them, though. Oh, okay. Why was she married to a honky? I didn't even know she was ever married. Four of them. Uh huh. Good God. Well, wait. Was Frederick Camman the guy who you're thinking of? Cayman. Cayman. Whatever. Was he the black guy? I don't know. No, because he was married to. She was married to him for one year, but he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Is Elizabeth Montgomery, is this an old white lady? Yes. Okay. Not an old white lady. <laughs> she was born in 1933. She's, oh, she dead now? I thought she was dead. She's long dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought so. Yeah, she died a long time but ago. She di- well, she was only 62 when she died. What which... do you mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She died a long time ago. But, yeah, 1933 would have been pretty old. I wonder why she died at 62. Colon cancer. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, but she, want to take a gander at a picture of her when she was in her, like, 30s? In her prime? Yeah, I, yeah, she, was, she, was a, she was a cute, cute you see uh, her, 1960s. A cute individual. You, yeah. see her, you see dating her? I don't know that I would date her. Why not? <laughs> I don't, Racist. Not, not, she's no Audrey Hepburn <laughs> or didn't, Mary didn't you Tyler Moore. say she wasn't obnoxious? Well, so is Tevin, though. So they yeah. fit right in. Yeah, we balance each other out there. Oh, <laughs> have, she have, was a nice, a... have a nice bit of balance <laughs> yeah. there. That'd be perfect. She was a progressive activist. Yeah, oh, yeah, she was big into progressive activism. That's that's why most guys divorced her. I mean, I guess over the top. gay rights in the 40s actually, like, were a thing that you, you know, had to care uh, about. Probably, yeah. Probably but, true. yeah, it's not like being a gay rights activist today where it's like they have all their rights. Although she didn't set want. fire to herself one day like the... Like, <laughs> What's his face? The Davy Buckle. Buckle. We'll be right back. Part two coming right up. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> 